and welcome back to We Bought a Mic, a pop culture podcast, a pop culture POTUS cast for Good Mic Hunting, a series on the films of Mr. Robin Williams, actor, comedian, a freaking, Politician. freaking candidate, truth yeah, teller, to the highest office in the land independent thinker Mm -hmm. welcome back to our series on john stewart i mean um (laughs) bill maher oh aaron aaron sorkin black uh freaking meta that they have a the king of political comedy himself lewis black in this movie talking man of the year written and directed by barry levinson uh welcome to the show Mm -hmm. my name's ernest guys you know what i always say Podcasters are a lot like diapers. They should be changed frequently and for the same reasons. My name's Hunter. My name is Schoolboy Drew, the man of the year himself. Yeah, I I almost did a man of the year thing. But after being like uh, canceled for doing a a Black Country New Road song tie into a movie that we were covering, I figured that I couldn't do. That was a second. That was the second. That was the sweatiest thing you've ever done on this yeah. pod and we are in a garage <laughs> yeah, yeah hey i'm, I'm blasting gonna, the ac I know. just gave like a uh titty ass hands in the air somebody over here checking for the man of the year and and joining us today for the first time it's a big deal boys from the seltzer cast mr sean patrick o'brien welcome how you doing I'm doing well. Uh, I have to say, I I did forget my powdered wig, and I did forget my uh, jacket, my NASCAR jacket, branded to Squarespace and Casper, uh, which, uh, you know, because podcasters, they really should have who they're sponsored by, like, on their jackets, you know? Well, the the dream for you would be for you to have, like, all seltzer companies, just mm-hmm. all kinds of jackets. That would be good, all yeah. Seltzer. I mean, yeah. if you... If you look back on this after we record this podcast, you'll actually see that it's not our faces that are doing the pod. It's all of our sponsors that donate money to us every uh-huh. month. Yeah. It's their faces are on top of our faces. So, Sean, I, I can't believe that it's taken us this long to have you on. We've been on your show multiple times. Um, you're you're a, a member of the of the pod, the extended pod family mm-hmm. uh, with uh with you being Kira's partner, the, the Zillennial Canon Kira. Um, and you know, I was, I was talking to, to Kira's co-host Adam. Uh, and we were saying that like, if we were to form a podcast empire, you would probably be the, the emperor of that empire. It would be like a, 30, <laughs> like a 30 rock situation uh-huh. where like the NBC is owned by like general electric. Oh, so, I thought you were gonna say like Sean's gonna be like the Alec Baldwin. Of yeah, the, that's what I thought was happening. Yeah, sure. I didn't know. Well, no, I, I you're, not, you're not. You're Sean, not shooting what's, people. Sean, what's your propensity for manslaughter? Like, what? <laughs> how likely would you say that's a thing to happen in your life? It, it could happen to any of us. Yeah. <laughs> Alec Baldwin, also a um, like Long Islander. I've seen him out and about no a few way. times. Like, uh, always in the Hamptons and everything. So. Swag. But but yeah, glad I glad I'm not a Jack Donaghy type. Like. <laughs> I gotta say the the heat that he's taken for uh killing someone on the set of Rust has really taken the heat off of him for being an asshole before that sure. for many years. Sure. Um. So props to him for that. You know, he he hedged himself. I I didn't mean to com- com- compare you to Alec Baldwin, Sean. That was meant to be a compliment. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's more about like the possibilities that could open up if we were owned by, if you were acquired by like a seltzer company mm-hmm. and then that company acquired all of our podcasts. Okay. So it's like, <laughs> it would be like a seltzer production. Mm-hmm. So then, and then we could always just get free drinks on I the know. podcast. It would just all be tied into like a vertical marketing strategy. Look, I got ideas. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, send me up. this presentation. Come on. Yeah, let's go. I'm I got a deck. I'm working on it. Let's go. Um, so today we're, we need to- We're drinking Topo Chica. You just don't want to talk about this movie. <laughs> I, He's I deflecting mean, so hard. Thoughts about this movie that like definitely- None of us chose this movie and insisted that oh, he included yeah. on the yeah, podcast. You're wearing a big puffy wig. We're all <laughs> looking for the guy who did this. I don't know what's going on. I'm fucking scared. So, I don't know what any of this shit is. Well, famously, we should say that the announcement uh, graphic. Who made that graph? We're all looking for the guy that posted the social media graph. <laughs> the guy who posted all 215 of Robin Williams credits and was like, yeah, we should do all these. Did not include this movie on it. Instead, huh. it had the final cut, which we all know the DVD box on my shelf did not have a disc in it. So we know that that's if there's no disc <laughs> in the box, there's no way to watch <laughs> that movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's that's how these things work. So the year is 2000. <laughs> I'm going to say it's 2005. It says here released 06. This is the most 2005 movie I've ever seen in my life. Well, it's very, mm-hmm. it's very post uh, re-election of Bush. Right. Well, you, in the heat of the Iraq yeah, it's war. A, it's a fucked uh, John Kerry movie. But <laughs> I, I did just want to make it explicitly clear because when we've had these guests on for this series, we always ask the guests, why did you pick this movie? I just wanted to make it explicit. Sean did not... Uh, Pick this movie. Oh, hell no. I did not pick this movie. <laughs> Listen, I know you guys have been doing this for a very long time, games. but this would not have been my, like, nothing what? What? would not have been oh. my choice. Oh, what? No, what no, no. Why no. not? Hunter oh. has been trying to talk about this movie for since we started this series. I, I, I know that Hunter thought this was good when he was a little poor. <laughs> because he, was a little he saw the poster. I, never I know saw... when he was 11, he thought this was so good. I thought that this actually, I clapped in the theater when I saw this when I was 11. Um, No, uh, the whole bit behind this movie, and we're going to get to this whenever we eventually get to the categories, because what I thought this movie was is better than it is in actuality. I thought this movie is, what if a guy ran for president as a joke and won? Not yeah. what if John Stewart circa 2005 ran for president? Yeah. Um, or 2004, I guess, because that's when it, this is basically set. This, this movie's a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's not even the issue with the movie for me. I mean, it is, but like, there, there are a lot of issues with this movie. Let's, before we do, get into Do you want to talk about how freaking, uh, like, how cool it would be if there was like, I don't know, like, if there was somebody who was like more of a celebrity than a politician who were to take over office mm. and like maybe somebody who is like known for like being brash and being outside of the system and maybe somebody who during debates will like frequently try to cut off other candidates. No, you're onto something. Yeah, no, no, no. I think, so, I think this is we're cooking with gasoline here. Zooming out. Was this your first time watching Man of the Year, Sean? And also was, beyond that, what's your general relationship to Robin Williams? You had slim pickings here because this was a post schedule schedule. So, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, first time seeing Man of the Year, um, always saw the poster, also expected it to be quite a different movie. Um, 
first Barry Levinson movie, actually. Uh, somebody who I've heard about so often seen definitely like parts of say like rain man but like never actually sat down he, he's the kind of director that half of his filmography is on like my watch list but i'm never like i'm yeah. gonna sit down and watch it mm-hmm. um and yeah uh relationship with robin williams i'm not like i, I love robin williams there's i don't know like there's not like uh he's not one of your I, guys He's not one of my guys, but I it's not like I dislike him either. It's just kind of like uh he was always there and I always like was happy when he appeared in things. But a lot of his work I feel like I saw as when I was a kid. And like I haven't seen Jumanji since I was a kid. I haven't seen Mrs. Doubtfire since I was a kid. Both so, up pretty Dead, well, I would say. Dead Poet Society, same thing. Like I saw it in school and like I haven't seen it since. Yeah, you stood and, up like, on your desk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I lived it, yeah. No, Night at the Museum, I will say, uh, first movie I remember seeing without my parents in theaters. Okay. Um, nice. so I do always associate that. Um, but yeah, nothing against Robin Williams. I love Robin Williams. It's just, I, I'm not like, uh, I haven't gone and watched all of his movies like you guys have. You know? I, <laughs> I, you're, you're lucky. Thankfully, I, it wasn't all of them. I, I, um, I it was enough though. I appreciate that perspective coming onto the pod though, because you know, it, there there's a giant sect of people around our age bracket who who just have inherently insanely warm feeling towards robin yeah towards and, rv and i generally did like robin as a kid but also you know the, even as a child i saw a couple of robin movies that i just didn't connect with at all um mm-hmm. and doing this series i've seen a few more robin movies that i didn't <laughs> connect with at all. he mm-hmm. like credit is due that he genuinely he puts like his artistic proclivities first when choosing projects he doesn't choose projects typically based on just pure cash like there are definitely cash grab moves this is the completion of a trilogy of barry levinson films that that have uh not only like had robin williams as a star but as like a true collaborator like good morning vietnam yeah toys and now uh, man of the year i'm i'm surprised that particularly for good morning vietnam that robin didn't get like co-writing credit because it that movie is just just let him cut yeah it's just putting the camera on him and like really really lengthy takes which barry is uh he's he's way better at that than he is at anything else is like getting a more natural feel like some might say his son has the same ability that it the best thing sam levinson projects are that he's (laughs) able to capture good performances and things yeah sometimes he might be up his own ass if he's trying to do other things so yeah i mean toys is hard to even encapsulate in like one in like a quick sense but like i appreciate i very much appreciate that like a a pretty down the middle director like barry wanted to do something nuts with that movie Mm -hmm. this movie i don't appreciate hardly anything about this (laughs) no and and so sean when when i saw or when when ernest told me that you uh had rated this movie one star on letterbox i was so relieved (laughs) because i did not want I didn't want to have to tone it down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just a note for your listeners, anybody who wants to see this movie, you know, I've encountered with like, you know, I have a movie club and like in my movie club, you know, it'll be sometimes hard to find a film or I have to rent it or I have to go out of my way to buy the DVD. 
Oh no, this is streaming on YouTube, Pluto TV, Tubi, Hulu, and HBO Max. Maybe the only movie to be across five <laughs> streaming services right now. Uh, extremely accessible to find. Uh, maybe because nobody fucking wants it. It's <laughs> awful. It's so bad. It is. It is. A, it's. It's an atrocity of a movie. It's. it's I, like garbage. Thank, thank God, man. Okay. I. Okay. I, I was going to gonna say. Defender, I, man. <laughs> I didn't. I thought it, that I did not know what the dick. take was on this going to be i didn't find it this movie frustrated me more than it's anything. a mess and it's then, a frustrating it, film yeah. it was yeah. very that was kind of more than like just being like upset with it or just thinking like this was without merit um i thought that actually we're gonna get to it eventually but i think that robin's like pretty good in this movie yeah i like like everything yeah. that Robin's doing robin is cooking there's one particular sequence whenever he's walking um out and they're like press is like surrounding him as he's walking to his car where it felt like they were just like here's 90 seconds of just like letting robin cook where he's like yeah there was a prostitute uh i got a prostitute whenever i was 21 she gave me a refund because it was so bad like he's like doing robin bits back and forth i was like this is all working our girl laura lenny laura lenny well so i that is where the movie <laughs> is like it's so bad everything and there's like some like from the outside looking in, you're like, oh, an election's getting rigged. Pre-2020, it's like, it's oh, that's, that's something that's at least an, an interesting idea. Especially this is post-2000s, hanging chads. So, like, how do we kind of capitalize on that in the market? Even if 2006 is a little bit late to make a commentary yeah. on 2000. But it's, I get where it's trying to do something. But I think that everything with the Ellie character and with Laura Lenny, it's everything awful. he's doing is, like, it's some of like the worst writing for a female character that I've seen in a movie. In yeah, so long. it's really sure. Yeah, you, we're just gonna can't... give her the hysterical female They're character role. Julianne Moore and Magnolia. This, yeah, yeah. This mm. movie generally, it, yeah, it it does not write her, and she, you know, but she's good. She's a talented. Yeah, actress. Yeah, she, well, she's yeah, she's a good actress, but she's given. It's like a really, really dumb, bad version of um of uh, Magnolia. Right. Julianne Moore's character exactly. in Magnolia, where it's just constantly being told, like her status and like you know being denied. So generally, though, because you're right, uh, that is the problem with this movie. But like bigger picture, let me I'll I'll read the one sentence synopsis. A comedian, IMDb. a comedian who hosts a new satire program, decides to run for president. Here's the problem: it's not over yet. The, the <laughs> that's enough. That's the that, film. So right? that, that's yeah. enough of a movie. Right so there. so that's a movie. Uh, um, comma and a computerized voting machine malfunction gets him elected so that could also that's a different movie but so that's it, like an adam mckay film right there the that's only the way that that can be contiguous is if we're not really focusing much on the computerized voting thing and it's just more about the fact that this guy's in office and he doesn't know what he's doing he doesn't reach office yeah. in this movie. yeah because that, that's what i went in expecting is it to be like a fish out of water comedy and i think that would have been really funny like even the poster itself like it says like um what does it say this is could this man be our next president so seeing that and seeing robin williams and just thinking of his like shtick of just being like funny you do imagine the movie of just like oh my god like it's robin williams and what if he was president like Whoa. it's it's clearly okay. like supposed to be that and like it just totally is a mess yeah and what they do with laura linney like um did any of you see empire of light 
Yes. Okay. So <laughs> Empire of Light, that. a movie that I generally liked. It, it's uh, a movie m- much more exists. than this. But <laughs> tonally, there is a scene in that that where Olivia Coleman, I think she has like a mental breakdown or something. Yeah. And it's the same way it's presented in that is very similar to Man of the Year, where like it just it just becomes a mess. Like it just it takes one scene and takes one character that is like totally fine up until that point and just makes it awful like it's like it just is like kind of derailing it because the first half hour of man of the year i thought was pretty okay um and i was kind of okay with it Mm -hmm. and then after the first half hour i said essentially like you know if i wasn't watching this for a podcast i probably would have shut it off yeah this is that out there this is maybe the best example i've ever seen of a hat on a hat movie like ever in my life it's Um, too much just like yeah yeah, just like one if one person had power over barry which they didn't because you know he had earned a lot of clout over the years they would be able to easily identify the issue here this is two and potentially three movies in in this one movie it's so the result is it's also not that long. So scene to scene, like you said. Oh, it feels very long. It's I know. But scene to scene, <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting different genres of film. Yeah. You're getting different styles it's, of filmmaking. Yeah. It decides to be a thriller when it should no, be a political That's comedy. what I was yeah. I was gonna bring up. It was that whole thing of Laura Lenny then being hunted down by yeah. this like this at the phone booth and thing yeah. is yeah. it's insane. Like the music. I the music in this movie is awful. I have no idea who did the score, but the score is horrendous for this film. Like a score is one of those things that you usually only notice it, notice it if it's great or yeah. if it's really bad. And this yes. it it accentuates how tonally all over the place. Yeah, okay. Movie well, is. Hold, hold, let me let me let me jump in here. I, <laughs> Come in here in the defense. Because look, 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 here's you guys are not wrong. Okay. I totally agree. I probably give this movie like a four out of 10. Like, I'm not going to say that this is a great movie, but what this movie does is it basically serves you two completely different dishes. You're getting on one dish. You're getting maybe like a dessert, like an amazing, like chocolate mousse. And on the other dish, you're getting like, I don't know, like a, like a pizza or like, um, like, a some kind of like breadsticks or something. Those things should not go together. That's, and this movie is asking you to eat both of those dishes together at the same time. And they're both great dishes. Like I would watch the Laura Linney political thriller. I think that for what it is with the, a different writer <laughs> for what it is like Please. that stuff. If you were to extract that away from the comedy part of this movie, I feel like that would be a great movie. It, I agree. I think yeah. it could yes. be. I don't think it would be because the way it's written is yeah, that's a, either way. Well, you yeah. need a new writer to come in and rewrite. But, but that, yes, that, that you applies, are right. That that that's the other side of the movie too. Like the, the a lot of the dialogue in this movie is just bad. But like, there are the pieces are there. No, well, there yeah, there are elements for two distinct like movies that make sense logically. But the fact that they're all crammed into one makes each half flat out bad, and as opposed to being like part partially good. If anything is partially good, you would say that the you know the good morning vietnam style scenes where we're just letting he's, yeah he's yeah cooking. we're letting robin and and lewis black and the funny people be funny that that works yeah. decently well that's when we go handheld that's when we actually sit in a scene for a half a fucking second because otherwise there's too much movie we don't have time we have to jump around so much 
I never once felt settled into a movie in the movie. Well, it's inherently should we talk about the beginning of that's the movie? yeah, and the end. It it's always a risk to start and end your movie with uh montage just, yeah, not even just like narrative dump by yeah. christopher walken's character seemingly in a deposition <laughs> and he the amount of which plot, you did you did predict that it was a deposition with god in heaven because <laughs> that's a joke oh, <laughs> no. well i do have a question about his whole character because his whole character by the end of it it's just like I'm just going to keep smoking because it's too late to quit. And so, I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's just, my guy, what are we doing? So to, the the amount of plot that Christopher Walken covers in that beginning three minutes. That's a movie. Is a is what we thought the movie would be. It should have been. Yeah, is him just like explaining how this guy came to run for president and because, got to almost the end of running for president. Which, right. by the way, because one person at a Q&A <laughs> session at a late night session said, you, you should, should run, run for president. Yeah. So how often like that's happened that yeah. it's like somebody will just be like hosting a late night set and they're just like, you know what? Like James Corden, yeah. you should run. Colin Jost, please yeah. should run. Well, Sean, so have you seen the trailer? Did you watch the trailer before watching this? No. I so, yeah. <laughs> go, go back and watch the trailer. Cause I, I feel like you might disagree with this, but I, I feel like that trailer, it definitely uh, lays a seed for the Laura Linney stuff, but it sells a different movie. I, sure. From watching that trailer, I thought that we were going to get at least half a movie leading up to Robin deciding to run for president. Yeah. Like I, I wanted that movie. Yeah. I wanted the buildup to like the moment when he's like, I am going to run. Well, right. and it happens too quick. It, it's so fast that and you, the election happens too quick too yeah, yeah man the elections yeah. at like the 20 minute mark. It, it's it's, it's going so so mo- the majority of the movie is spent with robin as the president-elect like that's that's where the meat of this movie is that doesn't make any fucking sense that is so, <laughs> so either make it with him pre yeah pre-election right. or post so getting into the white you, house because sean you you said that you like the the first chunk of this movie i i think i did too but that even despite enjoying it i was like I was like shot. I was like, my head was spinning that we had skirted past the, the choice. Like, what did you think of that? Was that a, a, a thing for you? That what do you mean? It, the choice, the choice, of the choice having, to run. Yeah. It just happened too quick. I mean, I, I want to take it a step back and say, I didn't love the first half hour. Of the movie. <laughs> I just was a little bit more tolerable than the, I don't know uh, what hour and 10 minutes that was to come or it's more. It was like almost two hours, right? About yep. it's yeah. like an hour 40 something. And it, it's a it long feels, movie. I know. Yeah. And it feels long. And it, uh, if, if Levinson had, had, I think had his way, it would have been much longer. Yeah. I do want to ask, no, would if, you say this is in the top, uh, top five worst uses of Jeff Goldblum in a movie ever? Oh my yeah, god! I, that was on my. That was I, on my notes. Is, they they don't it's use him at all. Things like you almost can't even tell it's Jeff Goldblum in some scenes, and and he just doing and with he, our boy, and they're giving him like way, they're giving him dialogue that doesn't befit the way he acts. Like they're giving him really, they're really fast, him, like paragraphish yeah. dialogue. He's not getting to. Re- yeah. he's a really good reactor like i, it, I love so Bloom. he is so flat in this fucking well, what did you what do you think of his wig sean <laughs> goldblum's wig yeah <laughs> i didn't even notice he was wearing it's it's a bad way it's a terrible okay, wait, let me go he has here. like a jerry curl it's like insane that the the hair choice that they gave lee, this lee loves jeff goldblum and yeah. i think that she was kinder Same. on this movie just because he was in it 
just because she was watching him on the screen. It's just he's so bad in this. It's not it's not his fault. But like it's truly like they gave him henchman dialogue. They made him just a hench. And that's lucky. That's not what you want from Jeff Goldblum. It's really bizarre casting. They're not using him to his full potential whatsoever. And also it's exactly what I said previously of like they wanted this to be a comedy or like i guess they didn't but to my expectation i wanted it to be a comedy so if i hear once i heard jeff goldblum was in it i you know i was like that's amazing like he's always like such a good comedic actor even in shitty movies Mm -hmm. but they don't they have him being the most dramatic person here like a bond villain for like no fucking reason at all i don't understand like barry levinson usually at least all of his films have more levity yeah. to them than well, the, this. Good, like good i don't think vietnam is a comedy i mean voice is even something like rain man comedy. rain man isn't a comedy but rain man's breezy that's one of the things that makes rain rain man a rewatchable movie and makes it feel so like light on its feet is that like tom cruise if you like analyze it for two seconds tom cruise is a shithead in that movie like he's like a bad human being who's taking advantage of his brother but that movie just feels so light on its feet yeah it's and this well over two hours and it feels shorter down yeah. this movie just feels like it's covered in fucking molasses it well and a lot of it comes down to the directorial style which is all the result of the writing because he when he is in the midst of like this like political uh psychological thriller with Lenny, he's directing it like it is one and yeah. the yeah. like in terms of like just pure like creating an aura of being scared it worked in like a couple of scenes in in the house for example yeah like if that were in the middle of a different movie it, it would, would be work. effective filming. right because it's not necessarily like badly directed like i am curious to see his other work but like it's not horribly directed it's just like you know, the issue with movies nowadays is like, I'll watch a movie and say like, oh, that's either algorithm cinema or the studio like really like hacked it up. I don't get that feeling here at all. It just feels like two different movies and like maybe not enough notes on a script. Yeah, it's just and that that switch from, you know, like a handheld little political, like a political statement comedy movie like a, and like we were saying while watching it, uh, script and directorially extremely Sorkin. The amount of walk and talk. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. The, yeah. The, the fast talking, the monologizing. It. Dude, he wanted to. <laughs> we're going to get to something similar whenever super, we get to the recasting couch. Yes. Yeah, super annoying. The whole time that you're watching it, you're thinking of which Sorkin project you can pull different ideas from. They mm-hmm. say, they say West Wing in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, the, the, the two women are called Allison and Janie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And oh, did you catch that the the two president yes. uh, nominees are Kellogg and Mills? And I was Dude, I was confused like, by that because when Laura Linney was doing the voting, uh, and I think I feel like that was like one of the first introductions to her, apart from just seeing her maybe like sitting on the couch. Seeing her I was really confused. <laughs> well, I was confused because it, they explained like the um voting system and they showed that people were voting for Kellogg's and Mills. So I assume that maybe they were doing like a test to, you know, like <laughs> find out who was the best like cereal brand. <laughs> and I didn't know it was like like I thought it was just like an example to like That's see so how funny. like the the voting system was working. And then I the second they said that the president's names were actually that I was like, what yes. is the joke? Like, exactly. what is yeah, the joke? It's like, here? Oh, is it because they're like, just like brand? It's just like it's uh, it's different levels of 
intelligence with your jokes like because there are jokes that where they're really trying to genuinely make important statements about like the way politics work mm -hmm. yeah um and then there are jokes like that and they they don't it does not translate the harmony doesn't work um no. and then the, the biggest result of having to switch around to so many genres and so many different movies is that we don't get time to develop character depth with anybody yeah. so it's so jarring for example a the reason that it would be a great movie to see like a Robin character run is because of the conflict that that man would feel because like, as it turns out later in the movie, he doesn't know if he wants to do this, but we don't get to actually experience him feeling like that, except for maybe no. one line. And that's yeah. really interesting. Um, So we get no time with that and we don't get much time to like Laura Linney or understand what she's getting at. Like her motives are really unclear for a while until she gets to meet robin and another uh another side effect of having to cram so much in the way that she like in in enters robin's life is fucking absurd just, like it's so stupid. it makes he just it's he so like, dumb. walks in to like yeah he's the president elect and there's like ah, just let anybody she, so she is a yeah she fakes. this is still like a post 9 11 america like they aren't just letting anybody so, walk up in here so he's going through maybe the craziest thing you could ever go through like as a, as a person he has been elected president he has no idea what he's doing and this woman uh he met her when she was pretending to be an fbi agent and he's like yeah no uh you know security uh flagged you but i said it was okay because there's just something about you and that is that is the gist of his whole relationship with her is he just thinks there's something about her that he trusts her even though every single time that she has a chance to explain herself to him she does it so poorly like she, it's so fucking frustrating watching her just stumble through yeah yeah no, no, because no. she sounds like a schizophrenic at person. one point literally at the party she's just like says later on like ah oh, you're having such a good time i don't want to spoil it <laughs> what <laughs> that's get no. to it 45 Get minutes the of the point. movie if you just say the thing right there her and her relationship with I, her son danny which is, that's not is that her son or no her, that's her co it's her co-worker, co-worker? okay yeah. so it's very unclear david alpe um didn't really work much after this uh and it makes sense why um that's like one of the worst just like sixth billing actors in it's, a movie uh, that i've seen in a long no, time no yeah it's it's clear it's, that there was supposed to be more with him because like before lenny goes and fucking meets robin we don't really understand why she's in the movie like we don't real the the plots are really not related because it's it's sort of unclear like we know that there's but a glitch in the you system didn't get the double l double double g oh double B. no but we know there's a glitch in the system but we don't necessarily know like has it already been hacked is she going to hack it to help dobbs win is she going to you know is has someone hacked it the other way um we they don't make any of that clear they just so the result is the beginning of the movie is just a ton of shots of whenever Robin's cooking on the TV, it cuts to Laura and that guy just watching it and laughing with, like, with wet eyes like that. That is the gist of her character for a good while. And it it just sucks. I think that this movie could have been better as a miniseries. Yeah, of course. If it's, you stretch it out and you just you just give more time yeah, to all then, the different elements well, because then you could make the whole yeah the voting machine thing make any sense at all you know you could get into character depth with either of these people you can make it so they the way that they meet is not fucking stupid <laughs> like it there's so many so many things are just the result of laziness and just feeling the need to just fucking shove as much shit as you can into one script yeah you you feel like barry is trying to uh 
fit a lot of thoughts about the state of America so what if, into this screenplay. Let's well, let's go for this. All right. So what if instead of him running for president, he continues to like work like a news show and then like we'll get a different writer in here. We'll get like, I don't know, like Aaron Sorkin to write right. this and we'll, we'll recast and we'll have uh, a Jeff Daniels type mm-hmm. uh, as the lead role. I here. see <laughs> Is that something? Is that kind of the train where we think that this could be more of a poignant commentary on all this? No, it's this movie was just again, a lot of it was just frustrating because I think that I just I wanted this to be more have more screwballiness to it. I wanted this to be more like fun, more light. And it kind of it's like half trying to make commentary on things and half trying to be political thriller and just kind of doesn't really know what it's trying to be. And that's we're getting at where it's just kind of all over the place where some parts of this movie are really fun. Like, again, like I, I actually thought that everything that Robin was doing in this movie worked for the most part. He's solid outside of like the final act where he suddenly has conflict that we haven't seen when the camera's on him, the entire movie, that's just bad writing. But I think that like some of the acting choices that he is doing in particular in this work, I think Christopher Walken was fun in this movie. I always love to see him love Christopher Walken and everything. I thought that he was good in this. I have questions about his character and anybody challenging him from like trying to like stop smoking and make any kind of uh, uh, changes to his life. But, you know, he was fun in this. He movie. ain't walking it's... at the end of the movie. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Can we talk about walking for a second? Go yeah, no, it. please go. Ahead. Please. Okay, so um, this reminds me. So uh, last Saturday, a week from yesterday, uh, I went to a used bookstore uh, and I picked up a book that I really regret not buying, um, especially because uh, it could have been something wonderful that we could talk about on this podcast, but it was called Christopher Walken, A to Z, The Man, The Movies, The Legend. Uh, the second I picked it up, opened the book, uh, the first, not the first page, page 47, but this, the page I opened it up to was a, uh, a thing about him picking a butt double in October 2007. Cool. Um, nice. So it said the celebrity news blog starpulse.com reported that Walken demanded a butt double during the filming of the 2008 feature $5 a day. According to the report, the actor was mortified to discover a scene in the script that called him to drop trow on camera. Producers scrambled to audition doubles whose derrieres could possibly pause for Walken's own. Men lined up to get Polaroids taken, <laughs> confided an onset source. So uh, after um, seeing him in this film, I needed to just share that. You, he, so he got a butt double for that, but I guarantee he's like, no, don't worry, I got my own pack of camels I'll use for all of our smoking. <laughs> Sean, have you ever seen the 2007 film Hairspray? Of course. He's incredible okay. in Hairspray. Yeah. He he's so good in Hairspray. Uh that for some reason is like my go-to walk-in in my brain. Whenever I think well, of Christopher that's Walken. A wild go-to. I, that that I is your go, one. The timeless to me. I think about that too. I feel like that's the always fresh in my mind me. when I think of Walken. Yeah. Is, I is also was at um Is Kira gonna cover are they gonna cover hairspray in Zelenio King? I don't know. Have they already? I'm I, not sure. They should? They know. need to if they haven't. That is a classic. Like I remember vividly seeing that in the theaters as a kid. Speaking of things that I remember vividly as a kid, um hold on. Can I I just Okay. I want to keep talking about Christopher Walken. Okay. But yeah, I got a walk in. I got a walk in story too. Oh no, I, I was transitioning off of walking no, to talk gotta, about John Kerry. We need, 
we need to dedicate 35 minutes <laughs> okay. of this. All right. All right. I have like a solid 45 just on John Kerry and my thoughts okay. on him as a presidential no, nominee. Save so. that thought. Save that thought because walk-in, like he's a national treasure and he was Click. in severance last year, which we loved, but he, I don't think he's gotten like his due. He hasn't, he's never won an Oscar. Did he win for the deer hunter? He's known as a no. joke to uh, people our age. For, for the most part, he's known his it, voice is funny. It's not cage level, but he's known as the guy with the funny voice and like mm-hmm. the cold stare. Oh, no, he did win an Oscar for the deer hunter. He won. Oh, he won an Oscar for deer hunter. I think nice. so. What, what was your walk in story, Sean? He's excellent. So I went to a movie at Tribeca Film Festival uh, that starred Christopher Walken, Amber Heard, Hamish Linklater, Oliver Platt. At the time, I thought it was pretty good. Um I uh, it was it used to be called, I think, when I live my life over again. But then when it was released, really indie movie. Yeah. But then when it it was released on stars only and changed to the title one more time, Mm. uh, the premise of the movie essentially is like he is a old like crooner, like a Frank Sinatra type. And his daughter is like a, a singer songwriter. And they like bond and don't remember much about it, but I thought it was like decent at the time. And so Walken was there at the Q and A, um, and they had asked him because this is about like like he like sung in the movie. Where like what is attracting you to all these musical projects lately? And they said like uh, he was like, "What do you mean all these musical projects?" <laughs> and they said, "Well, you were recently just in Peter Pan live," and he as Hook, right? Yeah, and he did not know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> he was very confused. He was like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he clearly oh did not, was not aware that he was in Peter Pan Live. Oh, <laughs> that is very oh, concerning. No. That is very, is he going full, like, Diane Feinstein mode? Like, what's going on? Yeah, he just has, like, an earpiece in there. Like, now we're just going to need you to sing, like, zippity-doo-dah in this Well, one. you know, you're just going to. God willing, he doesn't remember this, you know? And that would be, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, I will say I do associate him uh, not just with hairspray, but with Catch Me If You Can. That is, I was like gonna say, yes, that's like that. my favorite. He is great. In he was Deer nominated. Hunter. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that he actually won for Deer Hunter, which he's great in. But Catch Me If You Can is like it. It might be his finest performance. He is so good in that as Leo's dad. Also, a, an elite uh, SNL star. Yeah, yeah, incredible. He, about, um, more cowbell. Yeah, he's um, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you know, he, the, the hit 2020 movie uh, that he starred in. You guys know uh, Wild Mountain Time. Oh, of course, Wild Mountain yeah, Time. No, yep. no, no, that's he said what, at the same time. So. You know, I you always see that. Think, like, I just always think of him as the guy from Percy versus Goliath. Mm-hmm. Well, have, have, you, have you seen? Has have any of you seen Wild Mountain Time? No, no. I have no idea um, what you're saying. What? Wait, do you guys? <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. It's time. Right it's T H Y M E, right? <sighs> yeah, no, I heard about it's, this. I, do you, I didn't do see you all it. not like, know yeah, the, the twist of Wild Mountain Time? Uh, should please, we spoil please it? Please spoil I it. Can't believe, I can't audience. believe you weren't joking. It's a that John, it's THYM. Yes, John. It is. John, yeah. John yeah. Hamm. Emily Blunt. All right. Tell oh, us. I was very excited. Spoilers for, for Wild Mountain Time. Yeah. Tell okay. Us. So I was very excited for this movie because um, it's uh, set in Ireland, was kind of marketed as like the Irish version of Moonstruck. Yeah. It's written uh, because by it's John, John Patrick, Patrick Shanley. Shanley. Yeah. John Patrick Shanley. Uh, generally really like him. Uh, this movie, uh, yeah, spoiler, skip ahead like 10 seconds for what I'm about to say. The spoiler of this film is that Jamie Dornan is convinced that he is a bee. 
<laughs> like buzz buzz yeah like yeah. buzz buzz <laughs> so does he talk in english he's does he speak english words it's definitely in the same tone of uh man of the year where it essentially has nothing to do with the fucking movie and is tonally like oh yeah by the way i think i'm a honeybee like it's like a big reveal like you watch it and you're like oh is he gonna like come out or something no nope nope he thinks he's an insect like that is i swear to god the braver that's braver than coming out as gay (laughs) and and it has nothing to do with them like there's they she it's like a big reveal he tells emily blunt this i think they kiss I yeah. don't think they really talk about it ever buzz, again. Buzz. He like stings her. I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> it's so weird. It died. makes. But th- leading up to like the reveal, there's like little like hints towards like insect stuff and like it's just it's not a it's not a good film. I wish we were talking about this instead. This Sorry was, to wait, this was adapted from a play. So what? So yeah. they originally wrote a play for this, and they're like, I got to get the film adaptations right. There's a guys and everything this. for the film. What does Chris Walken do in this movie? I think he's like a. Is he also a bee? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I think a, he's just like a guy at the pub or something. Like oh, I really. Guy oh, he's he's um he is a. Uh, I think Jamie Dornan's father, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. His, name's, his name is Tony Riley. Is he half yeah. Italian? They're yeah. all they're all Irish, doing really bad Irish accents. It, it, so, it's yeah. The Irish to... press. This is a trivia on IMDb. The Irish press expressed shock and disappointment for the horrible Irish accents in the film. Jimmy Dornan, I believe, oh, is Irish. Correct. Yeah, uh, I believe everybody Jimmy else Dornan is doing a bad Irish accent. John Hamm <laughs> well, is famously not Irish. He is American, I think. Ham is an Irish name. What? John. No. <laughs> That's great. Wow. I have to check this movie out. Oh, definitely watch it. It's amazing. Um, is it? No. <laughs> so, it's, it's a good watch. I, I can't believe I, I enjoyed actually, it more than I enjoyed Man of the Year. So. I can't oh, believe sure. that they actually used time, like the herb time. Uh-huh. That's insane. Well, what yeah, a it attracts choice. it attracts pollinators. Oh, okay. Actually, I don't know that. I was I like, is that true? I don't. You just give me a tour of your garden. You're more of the expert here than I am. Uh, just real quick thoughts on on walking before we uh, before we move on. He's great. Uh, yeah. Click as yes. the Bed Bath oh, and Beyond guy. Very good. Yes. Very silly. That's yeah. like where my brain first goes to. If we're being honest, is uh, is Click. I'll always I'll always remember him showing Adam Sandler the the remote from click mm-hmm. really showing him really showing him to beyond yeah really emphasizing the stakes of that film like really just kind of laying the groundwork there just like mm-hmm. here just, um, just like in man of the no East. no yeah. <laughs> um and he was also in the 2003 film kangaroo jack facts and country bears don't forget he was in country bears and kangaroo jack those are two movies that definitely they existed in the early 2000s they were released and people saw them what was he says uh, in Country Bears the famous quote at the end of the movie where he says, "I'll get you, bears." <laughs> or no, no, sorry, sorry. This is not over, bears. Cool. Does he say that? Is that oh, what he, no? He, oh, he he says it straight up. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I'll get he says, you. "All right, I, I want. Yeah. I just watch again." He he screams. He says, "This is not over." Bears. It's like really like delayed. Yeah. Like the and your damn dirty bears. And you, you damn, you dirty, you dirty bears. Bears. That's that's neat. Um, I think Kangaroo Jack is probably the best movie of all time. Uh, to to use the song in the trailer, the uh, 
bow wow wow yippee yo yippee yippee. oh that's (laughs) and then also use it in the movie like three different times no way like i still multiple needle drops of it i it's really bad i I rated it lower than i rated man of the year so (laughs) so that's it's only like one spot lower adam Um, Adam told me something that like yeah adam adam revealed the the key to unlock kangaroo jack yeah he said that like apparently it was shot to be an r-rated r-rated movie movie. Mm -hmm. i have the script and Wait, I've never what? read it before. Yeah, I, it's leaked online, but I, I, I've been wanting to set up like a reading of it. But oh, oh my god, we can do a dramatic yeah. reading of Kangaroo Jack. We need to do this. this but a- it was an R-rated co- like buddy comedy, and then uh, it tested well in terms of like the kangaroo, and um, then they added a CGI kangaroo, but only for uh, in like a dream sequence, because otherwise in the film the kangaroo is just a normal kangaroo. So they so in the film too, there's a lot of like really filthy jokes, mm-hmm. and that's why it's like they they really were like cutting around it. I don't think I don't know if they, they reshot. It, they cut it but... to PG. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. It was cutting and from art. Jerry Well, and like you said, it's it's much like Flubber in that like the kangaroo and the you know the flubber is what would draw people and draw kids in particular yeah. but then but the movie just isn't about it's about two fucking idiots yeah, yeah. Jeff O'Connell. yeah. um hunter would love to read anthony anderson's part <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'm sure that'll go great for all of us right yes. yeah um kangaroo jack is an insane movie i remember seeing it i think that's like one of the first movies i saw as a kid and i was like i don't like this <laughs> this is like, you know, you know, like when you're a kid you just like everything and that's one yeah. of the first that yeah. like Polar Express, I saw this and I was like, I think I have opinions on things. Yeah, now. I feel yeah. like I remember. <laughs> like I, I, know, like I remember Kangaroo like Jack being like seventy minutes. <laughs> like I remember being like, it can't be over yet. It's not allowed. <laughs> I remember uh, disliking the film Good Boy. Y'all remember that? Yes, the dog I do. movie. No, not, I, not oh, I hated that. Good with. Boy. Not to be confused with good boys, plural, a good boy, uh, which I accidentally saw twice in one weekend being two children in my elementary school class uh, held parties of the same movie. Uh, and I remember having critical opinion I, of that and thinking that wasn't good. You know, you know, it's funny. I have a similar thing for wild hogs is that I, there was two kids at my school that I was friends with and both of them wanted to go see wild hogs and they did not like each other. So then I had to go to two separate parties to go see wild hogs. Did you like it like, though? And then I remember something else, like another family member took me to see wild hogs. So I saw wild hogs three times in theaters, like within like a two week span. And I was like, I think I don't like this movie. I think no. I've seen this movie too many times. Like I didn't hate it as a kid, but I was like, I don't like this movie enough to have seen it hey, the amount once, of times. I've once seen we do it. the Travolta series mm-hmm. and listen, I'm ready for it. Hairspray will be talked about on that one. So. Or Tim Allen, you know, F I F home improvement. Yeah. I was obsessed with we home are, improvement as a kid. We are going to finish this series. I, with- we cannot do Tim Allen series because <laughs> we're only doing a Tim Allen series. If we also uh, do a whole episode about his, uh, his talks about how actually Republicans are the most discriminated right. people right. in Hollywood right now. We wait, can, wait. You guys have to step foot in uh, Tim Allen's shoes and mm-hmm. smuggle cocaine across the border. Speaking mm-hmm. of politics, this mm-hmm. movie takes place in a political landscape. Um, yeah, the we, movie that we're doing. We, oh, we we want to talk um, about that yeah. still. We're going to segue no, back it, into that. It's funny because you brought up John Kerry, and it is very much like. I feel like even all the way through 2012, we were in an era of just like we have to have like the most non-insulting, just fucking generic white dude candidates from either party at all times. But uh, I wanted to talk about John Kerry because there's a photo 
of myself as a child that mm-hmm. I, I, I have to find and bring up that uh, nice. I, whenever I was a young child, um, I looked a lot like uh, like book versions and uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone version of Harry Potter. Okay. I had little glasses circular. Uh, they were circular and it was just a little a little tight. I had a little my hair kind of like fell a little bit of the same way. And you my mom carved a lightning bolt into your face. well, uh, my mom, uh, she took advantage of me, much like many parents in the Hollywood system do. And uh, at a rally for a John Edwards rally, because never forget, it was John and John, John Edwards, John Kennedy together. Um, John Edwards. Yeah. Carrie Kennedy. Kennedy. Carrie. Um, you? How old are you? I'm I'm a John Kennedy. I'm 67 years old right now. He went to this Um, rally in Dallas and. uh, (laughs) Uh, my mom dressed me up and uh, gave me a sign that said Harry for Carrie. And uh, there's a picture of me dressed up as Harry Potter at a John Carrie, John Edwards. Wow. That's so and to this up. day, it's so funny. And I'm like, mom, you used me. That's I, think, I, I think feel you told this story without the Harry Potter element that I just went to a John Edwards, John Kerry rally in I 2004. Didn't, I didn't realize that there was like a cosplay going. No, on. yeah, I was fully was dressed up like Harry Potter so, going to it. And do you think that would have been better is if there was like a, a, a Harry for well, what's what rhymes with Dobbs? What's hmm. a, like Dobby Dobby Hobbs, Dobbs Hobbs, 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 and Hobbs, and Hobbs and yeah, you just like a tiger. No, I thought okay. Hobbs. Oh, there Dwayne, you go. Okay, like, the Rock Johnson from Calvin and Pierce. Dobbs. Calvin and Dobbs. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's so good. that's something. Politically, this movie is like there's so joke wise because a lot of the the you know the political uh, musings of the movie come in joke form because for in the beginning of the movie, Walken is is sort of trying to encourage Dobbs to lean farther into he's like just tell jokes that's what people like about you he finally does eventually he goes way fucking overboard he he tells too many fucking jokes um one directorial thing I think that Levinson uh that falls a little short here is in Good Morning Vietnam the reactions to Robin being funny uh it's it's something that these movies both share is like the internal like people laughing when someone's funny which is not you know that's not frequently used in movies at all um in this movie the jokes are a lot more written than they are in Good Morning Vietnam and sometimes they're not very fit into the candidate sometimes they're not very funny and the reactions are raucous to everything he says from the you know comedians like from the funny people that he works with and knows well they know him so well they would not be laughing very hard at anything he says are you saying that you didn't like tired of the democrat party tired of the republican party that everybody's like oh my god (laughs) i've never heard that before this independent will pull at 17 percent free debate so there are there are musings in those jokes there are some that there a lot of them are like possibly like daily show type jokes definitely like i'm sure like there was there was work done by writers of shows like that but uh and there there are some lines that do contain like an amount of profundity it's just not the amount that levinson thinks they have you know what i mean like there there are jokes that are like well you know that's that's a you know that would gain traction if someone were to actually say that who was running for president however not always and sometimes when he is needing to be serious as a candidate or as uh, someone under in the middle of a scandal he <laughs> veers straight into like four minutes of stand-up comedy well and okay. it's really frustrating so i i think that 
well, first of all, I think that the outtakes are probably way funnier because you have these sequences of Robin in front of a crowd. He's probably riffing. He's probably just going, you know, they're shooting these these stage uh, sequences, you know, rally sequences like give me the outtakes. What's what's the DVD extras look like? Uh, probably way funnier. But the other thing, too, is that, like, I think you you have a situation where this probably well. The movie, I don't think, was very well received at the time either. It was, uh, it sure it was, was. like 20 something percent mm-hmm. on tomatoes. But I think that at the time, maybe people were a little bit more receptive to this kind of stuff. I think that in 2023, we're just so past this kind of humor that it just doesn't work for us at all. Maybe at the time, like people wanted that taste like west wing was ending yeah, was around this time more, people wanted this hit yeah and also the you know like the the voting system the idea of that plot line is a bit ahead of its time um yeah, yeah and there is you know things that he's saying did become way more common rhetoric way later on so like there's an amount that you know feels a little predictive and impressive it's just it doesn't it doesn't gel in the movie <laughs> yeah and it 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 gets downright annoying with when you consider how the movie ends which is with the republican being reelected and everyone's happy no no that's the democrat oh you just can't tell the difference kellogg is the um yeah i you can't (laughs) tell the difference that's the thing we're like (laughs) it's funny because it's i mean not in exactly the same way but uh, the whole thing looming over watching this movie now is like kind of the trump of everything that like watching the debates, there is actually some general ideas that uh, that Robin is throwing out there for like that is very progressive for its time. They talk about like the fucking 80 year old woman getting like pat, patted down coming across the border and like all this kind of stuff about yeah. opening up borders. He's things like that, the thing that, are, that everyone's thinking. He's saying more progressive ideas, but it just kind of all feels different. It In a post Trump world, it sounds like you're just complaining about shit, but not actually offering any solutions to anything, which Agreed, makes you yeah. a bad politician. It's any, also, literally anybody can complain about things. What makes a good politician a good politician is whenever you actually have ideas for how solutions. to fix the things. Yeah. Solution. And that things. and ultimately, like that is the conclusion that Robin comes to as well. But the, he, yeah, yeah, you're right. That drops out, especially the, the reception to him is so insanely positive that you wonder why he didn't uh, secure more votes because for example he he commandeers a political debate in a way that is like truly annoying like yeah. that, like that would a that couldn't happen <laughs> at they a would just they cut would, off they the wouldn't mic. just let a guy cook like that and b that that sucks to do C, but though, do we think that Trump saw that and was like, I can just do this for debates? Yeah. And I can just get so away with this? The, the most annoying part of that to me is it's it's a direction thing. It and I think it was it was a bad job by Barry. The audience unanimously stands up at the exact same time, every person in the crowd, and starts like uproariously <laughs> applauding. The, he's not getting that many votes. And you can't like even the best stand-up show doesn't have that level of reaction. So in what world do we want to be existing in something close to the real world or are we just in a fantasy? You know what I mean? Because the, that well, if we're if we're name dropping West Wing, buddy, the people do not like just like the actual fucking results of the election in this movie. People don't stray from party lines like that. People like people wouldn't like lose themselves in the moment. Be like, yes, I'm going to vote independent and then leave and be like, eh, actually, probably not. <laughs> like, it's just there's little things like that that well, he's, it's, he's, I just couldn't get fucking immersed. He's a famous talk show host. 
Like they want I, to just cheer for him because they recognize him. They see him on TV all the time. I know it's just so. It, therefore, just I vote directing. for you for president. I well, that's the thing is that if Kanye runs, I will clap. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote it's, for him. I'll be like, you were my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Him. Like, of course, I'm, just, I'm, well, I'm always I, I'm always interested generally with how directors direct crowds because that's a whole different thing and a lot of it comes it you know it'll be actually like the this the ad yeah the like second ha- handling like the big group of people yeah. but a lot of people get it wrong like they'll have people behave in ways that crowds just don't it doesn't the, and it, it always fucking bothers me the other a big key problem in this movie of uh lots of problems um is that because they say multiple times the only there were only 13 states that allowed Dobbs to get on the ballot or what's his name is it Dobbs yes, is that Dobbs. it okay yeah that allowed him to actually get onto the ballot and he won all 13 of those states that wouldn't raise like not a single person in America is questioning that yeah, except I know. there's for... exit polls too uh, like, yeah, where the, the I, exit th- polls? I said this last night yeah right, like, when whenever CNN's covering the election they'll have someone at all these precincts being like I've in, I've talked to the last hundred people who have left and x people said x especially because like mm-hmm. Trump was the first time that polls were like kind of wrong. And even still, it was still within a standard deviation amount of like it was wrong. People were off. But like if you like look at what just polling numbers, it's not going to be 100 percent right. Yada, yada, stuff like that. People wouldn't just like expect he's going to get nine to nine to 10 percent of the vote. And then he's now the president. That's the most insane thing ever. And the one that an idea that an independent candidate would get 10 percent of a vote <laughs> that in itself is fucking nuts. Like if you get one percent of a vote, that's a miracle. But if you are just fully going to like win all 13 states that you have to be listed in, then that would cause the biggest mass investigation. That's yeah. And I don't want to ever see. I, and I don't th- want to sound like, like we're coming across as like cinema sins here and just overanalyzing when it's just a movie. This movie wants to be smart in a lot of ways. And yeah, that's just not. So, so you can't be stupid mm-hmm. in ways that fundamental to your yeah. plot. Like it doesn't work. It really wants to say something and it has nothing to say. It, yeah it really Truly. well it has things to say that have been said it doesn't have anything yeah. to say yeah it has daily jokes it kind yeah. of reminded me and i don't this is gonna be a weird comparison but what was that movie that uh matt damon movie that we watched uh on the we bought a zoo time? no um the one uh that Can I we just talk about we bought a zoo now yeah let's watch let's just talk about that sean instead. sean have you seen we bought a zoo i haven't no oh, i've avoided I... it somehow yeah <laughs> you, you'll never guess what happens <laughs> but you can't guess one plot point was it what, what the ecological Matt the ecological movie uh that we watched for for friend this of the pod. podcast yeah for friend of the pod uh um ask us to watch it on this podcast like, is it like blackwater or something like that um it was that's mark ruffalo it's it was something like that it wasn't waters. black no it wasn't dark waters but it was something they knew when that. they covered it up Keep vamping. I'm gonna I'm gonna find out uh, what it so, is. So uh, a couple a couple things about Man of the Year. It uh, had a Promise of, Land. We did not watch Promise Land. Hunter did. We watched Promise Land because friend of the pot Brian told us that he loved Promise uh, Land. Or no, I don't think they loved Promise Land, but he brought up Promise Land. He we watched it was a movie that exists, and we watched it. And it was I it was definitely we, discussed I on this podcast. Watch, I did not watch this movie, thing. but it's the same kind of idea where it's a movie that's supposed to like be saying all this thing about like, man, the ecological like disaster that's happening and all these like big sure. pharma and big 
big farms are taking over everything. And big pharma, big just, farms. But it's uh, very dumb. It's a very, very dumb movie and poorly well, written. And it's the same kind of thing where it's just like, it has, it's the I think you should leave thing of like, everybody's just so obsessed with their phones, yeah. man. We send each other an emoji. See, the thing is, is that in Promised Land, Matt Damon doesn't buy a zoo. Mm-hmm. So is that the problem with Promised yeah. Land is that he doesn't buy a zoo? Okay, After we got to point, get, we have we to got, talk about one of the best moments of Man of the Year. Yeah, Please. what is it? Robert De Niro and Billy Crystal. Man, so what great, was that? Great cameo. Was that? Okay. An, an so I got excited because I always love when movies have like yeah fake. Like I, I thought at least it was like a fake movie. Uh, no, it was a ad directed by Barry Levinson years yeah. earlier for uh, tourism for New York City post 9-11. Um, and so okay. listeners who uh, I hope are not going to watch Man of the Year, essentially it's uh, Billy Crystal dressed as a turkey, Robert De Niro as a pilgrim. And um, yeah, uh, in the ad, uh, De Niro says, are you gobbling at me? Like in reference to, t- to Taxi Driver. Um, yeah. <laughs> and turkeys and turkeys yeah yeah turkeys across the nation um but yeah no that was my favorite part of the movie and i paused it and looked up the actual <laughs> ad and was like yeah that was pretty good and uh, i had sent it to a friend of the show hostess lineal canon my girlfriend kira and in the comments sure enough it said this was directed by barry levinson wow nice. that's so cool he's reusing shit at this point so so look that up audience sean since you're here so i have to ask you stick to commercials yeah. yeah, we yeah. should go back and we should tell that kid to like tone it down a hair. Uh, and his son should stick to directing nothing, but yeah, his son should say? stick to just like the uh, idol coming soon. His son, his son should uh, stick to yeah, his just son, at least his not son writing. Stick to woman of because, age. You know, here's the thing: is that uh, he does. I'm calling my shot there. It's gonna happen, brother. Um, I friend of the pod guy is right there with you um for that uh he's good at making things look pretty and maybe he shouldn't write things um sean i have to ask you a question because mm-hmm. uh you're the closest thing that we have to a link to zillennial canon here is getting with your boys and having like a big old paintball shootout with each other zillennial <laughs> is paintballing zillennial it's oh, i feel I, like it is I because like, I've never always... seen like in 2020s like a new movie is no. just like everybody's like oh it's like oh dress up in camo and go into the woods and shoot paintballs at each other that was yeah it was definitely like a thing where like, and that's the, like a the kids classic... in, the kids in uh school like the the annoying weird kids would be you know I'm going paintballing this week and I'd be like what yeah. what is that like i don't even like the until this day like i'm aware of what it is of, but, yeah i know at, at the, the time rich jealous, kids but like growing up you're like wow that kid's parents didn't uh stop them from doing anything like think, dude I what if we did more, like call of duty in real life except not actually enlisting in the military it's more millennial mm-hmm. to um like throw paint balls like no guns no equipment just like you have a paint ball and you throw it at each other. So then, listen, let me just I'm just I asked this question because uh, my birthday is coming up and Gaia asked me, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I did for a half a second. I was like, do you think I could get my friends in my late 20s to like go out and just go paintballing hey, with me? Because I've never done paintballing before. So and none of I, you have personally, done paintballing. I will drop never you off run. and I will not. Uh, I will not engage. Have fun. I yeah. will not engage myself personally. I, I have never done paintballing. The closest thing that I have 
to that was essentially at a paintball place at the height of the success of like the walking dead Mm -hmm. um they had a bunch of uh weird like uh space that they were able to build essentially what the layout of a haunted house would be um and instead of like the twist of like what the haunted house was was that you were allowed to uh carry um I guess it's like airsoft guns. It was out of paintball place. Because what is the difference between it? one shoots air, one shoots paintball? <laughs> one shoots right? tiny little BBs. Little pellets that yeah. just like bruise you, that... but don't have like the messiness of paint. Yeah, but they hurt. Okay. they So they, they hand you some type of gun, whether it be an empty paintball gun or an airsoft gun. Uh, but it would physically shoot like air only. Like you'd feel like the, like the pop of it. Mm. And it was like essentially like zombie uh, laser tag, but with, um, uh, uh, yeah, like a haunted house, but you were holding like guns. That's the farthest I've ever to get shot by these things. No, no, oh. not at all. Yeah, I it was just like air. It was, it was, See, it was good. That sounds like the fun of paintballing without the consequence yeah. of like just being like covered in paint or having right because it's not just like you're crouching down in the woods. You're like seeing theming and like I don't know, a, a haunt, like scares and zombies and stuff. Yeah. Why did they play paintball in this movie? <laughs> Well, Great because question. we have to have another scene of Melanie not telling I know. him. Well, and also we have <laughs> that she's responsible or she knows about him fraudulently weighing out. The thing is, they're trying to cram that plot line of her like wanting to tell him. And at the same time, though, this has to be the character development of like we have to see chemistry and romance because otherwise we don't really see it. So like he's he is just like obsessed with this woman who all she does when she's around him is go it's, it's just no 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 no. you don't understand i don't have a drug problem no 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 ah well not quite and then, I, like someone's dude, like sir we have to go now thing. i have so many questions but i forgot about that to be honest about they just the shoot her up with like barbiturates yeah. cocaine meth and then and, like and she, she wakes goes up and has the funniest meltdown like, of all time at work <laughs> and it, it's honestly like that scene made me want to turn off this movie it, and just exactly. like, it was I like, could I, could I get away for just like not actually watching this movie and just reading a Wikipedia summary? That was such a, that seems horribly embarrassing. And it I was like, it ruins the movie from there. Forward. It really is as a turning point in the movie. It was like Lynchian. <laughs> I, I thought that her acting was amazing. Uh, okay. The scene does not fit into the movie at it's all. It's just silly because like, a Levinson has no idea how to pace scenes at all. Um, so it goes on for too long and you get what's going on. Like you get like she's acting up because there's some amount of shit in her system. And like, this is how they, they ax her. But like, it's just like a painful few minutes of her. Like, uh, well, it just belongs in a different movie. I think, so, yeah, I think so my, my whole point is like all of those scenes, I think you could extract them as is maybe clean them up, like punch up the dialogue a little bit, please. And they would exist really well in a thriller. You could, you, if, if Robin Williams wasn't the main character and it was a Laura Lenny movie about like election fraud and like faulty voting technology, it would be a solid little movie, you know, but I think the draw of this movie is the Robin Williams, the the political comedy side of it, maybe a little bit of the romance of it, which I think is the weakest part. Yeah, but, but they, they the, don't spend time together. Also, we've we've had this issue before in Robin Williams things. Robin is not a good romantic partner in unless movies. he's with Nathan Lane. 
Yeah. I no, like really, like that's, he's that's fair. Robin. I think Robin is like that's the best one. We always will criticize people like Tom Cruise and stuff like that for like, oh, they don't have chemistry with anything. Robin Williams doesn't really have any chemistry with any women in any movie. Like he just in this movie, he seems like he's like fifteen years too old to be with Laura Lenny. Yeah, it's a little it's, tough. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, like, I don't. Think just, it, I don't even think it's his fault. He just is. He's really only looks like a monkey. And well. Like, <laughs> Here's well, that. he has such a he big also, personality, so it's like yeah. seeing him with somebody else. It's hard to find like compassion and like believability well, when like, need he's, like when he's in a movie, he's the star of the movie. You need him to have yeah. the energy of like Steve right. Carell and Anchorman, where it's like if we're gonna ha- match, if we're gonna like find a romantic partner with this person, we need to find somebody else who's like just on the same exact energy as this human but, being. And there kind of wasn't really well, throughout Robin's heyday. The, the way that it's written in this movie, though, there's no one that could well, do this because there's no there is no basis for him to be interested in her. And I just all think- she like, he's like, yeah, I I'm, I know I'm about to be president like tomorrow. I don't care if you have an insane drug problem. Um, <laughs> I that- still just want you to like come to paintball and <laughs> that uh, doesn't make Thanksgiving sense. Day with all my friends. Yeah, we we are given zero reasons for them to have chemistry. Like she, I, we know she likes his comedy, but so does fucking everyone. Apparently, I know. I, well, I know that. I do. Just I've been thinking about that throughout this. Like as we've been hitting the end here, of just. You're right, Ernie. Except for Nathan Lane, when has Robin had a romantic um, chemistry with another human being? In, in, in what? Goodwill hunting. <laughs> Goodwill hunting. They're shipped. I, okay, that's very problematic for the. Well, not, also not, he's like true. a teacher. Um, the page. <laughs> the the doctor patient relationship. Um. Okay, here let's 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 fly through these. Um. Okay. Uh. Genie and Aladdin. Uh, Peter Pan and uh, Tinkerbell. He has a romantic partner in toys, and it does not work at uh, all. It's really bad, and that's like a problem. Jack and one. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Facts. There we go. That's the, the where he's a ten-year-old boy with. Uh, that works. His wife that he abandons and flubber at the altar multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh. uh, uh Patch Bicentennial man, uh, there's I, a love interest in that. And just... whoa, boy! I think the closest Brother. that no, no, no. His, his his relationship in Bicentennial Man is with actually his original love uh, granddaughter. God, have so you, that's not problematic Sean, at all. Sean, have you seen Bicentennial Man? Sean, you have I to have it now. Bicentennial Man. It's it it's, might it's be worse like, than this. It might be like one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Sean nice. is spreading guesting on We Bottom Mike. <laughs> The closest telling that, him to watch all these awful the, the closest we've gotten to chemistry is RV because I think him and Cheryl do yes. have like an, a couple who's been together for too long and like they, they still have yeah. a great dynamic, even yeah. if it's not like rock they have a dynamic, but it's not like yeah. a chemistry. Robots, no, no one's... Aunt Fanny, facts. Uh, everybody, <laughs> here's the thing everybody got chemistry with Aunt Fanny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Aunt Fanny wants to go with Mel Brooks. Yeah, it's it, it's his aunt. I really wish you guys watched Nine Months, which is uh, another Christopher Columbus Robin collab. What movie? I think he Nine Months. I think he has like a That's, one scene yeah. cameo in that movie. So he's in it for more than. What about Popeye? Does he have chemistry yeah, with Shelley Duvall and? Uh, well, the thing is, they're this... not trying with him in most of these movies because they. It's not like it's Tom Cruise. We're like. They're like, yeah, he's a good looking guy. Like he we're giving him a role that requires him to link up with a woman. You know, this he's not like that most of the time. But like, it's not, not even, it's not... he doesn't even have like the subtle. I think it's just because 
Sean, you're right. Like he just has too big of a personality. And like, even in like the subtler Robin roles, like he kind of can't help, but let his personality come out a little bit. And I mean, to be frank, uh, women in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s weren't really given big personality roles and things, especially not to have like a love interest in a movie. So you can't find the matching energy to Mm -hmm. actually go with Robin. Yeah, that's a good point. So um, I want to get to the categories, but real quick, I I just wanted to say that this movie had a $20 million budget, grossed 41 million at the box office. A hit. Solid hit. Um. Made made money. Roger <laughs> Ebert did not review this movie. He skipped right over it. Um, but this we, is 06 Raj. So he's kind of he's getting ornery. He's getting yeah. at the end of his rope here. Um, we do have some quotes from some other uh critics over here on the Wikipedia page. Um, Josh Larson of Sun Publications said, What is it about Robin Williams that he often appears in these wild misfires? Pictures that are so full of promise, yet disastrous in execution. Yeah, I think I that's think very that, accurate. That encapsulates a lot of this series. It's been a lot of the last, especially the last like seven to ten episodes of this have been yeah. like, in theory, there's a lot that would pull you to it. This is a Barry Levinson political comedy. Like, it's a lot of stuff that would bring you to it. Broad overview, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, it's it's like. I think when we look back on this series, it's going to be like less than a 50% hit rate. Yeah. Overall. It's that I I would not have expected that going in. It's um, I mean, a a good chunk of it is because he he, like the way he picks roles, isn't guessing what's going to be successful. Like that definitely is just, it's not the biggest factor for him. And that's, you know, in all of the little like press clippings and like IMDb trivias that comes up so often is like, yeah, he just really fucked with the vision. Yeah, it's all about vision or it's all about like, I really want to work with this filmmaker. Yeah, and Barry, yeah, Barry is, it's it's the opportunity to just like do whatever he, like yeah. whatever Robin wants. Obviously, Robin's politics, uh, you know, they overlap with a lot right. of what's going on in this movie. Well, also Robin Williams equals president. That's a pitch for a movie right yeah. there. Like, right They're like, here's $20 it's million. Not very, it's not I mean, very complicated. Yeah, but, you know? but Robin also isn't, you know, he's not delving super far into like actually genuinely producing like movies. Like right. he, he plays, he'll play heavy roles and things that he's passionate about, but he isn't like the behind the scenes string puller that like, right. you know, that, that a lot of actors have become like someone like Brad Pitt, for example, exactly. where like he, you know, he'll be on both sides equally. Yeah. Uh, he just, he, he didn't have that in him to be honest. Um, the Wikipedia also mentions that this film would be seen as prescient with the election of TV comedians to presidency in both Guatemala, uh, President Jimmy Morales in 2017, and Ukraine, mm-hmm. Vladimir mm-hmm. Zelensky in 2019. Whatever happened Good to that Zelensky. guy? Yeah, I think I, that was a big talking point. I feel like that this movie kept coming up when all that had begun. Um, and it was definitely something where it made me think, Oh wow, a lot of people remember that movie. Like I just didn't <laughs> truly like I, I I remember the poster. I was probably, you know, definitely too young to see it. Or I I probably wasn't because it's the kind of movie that is it rated R? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. It is but rated still R? it's not like it's soft not, R. Oh, it's PG thirteen. It's PG thirteen. But okay. still, yeah. there's nothing remotely that um me in sixth grade in two thousand six might have been interested in this either. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so but it, it makes me be like, oh wow, a lot of people did 
like sure. I, does does this movie have a lasting impact question mark well like was said, sean it's it's fucking everywhere and there are a lot of people who will just see something and say that looks interesting which this does yeah, yeah. Robin, put it on robin on the poster yeah. click yeah well yeah. this was a that's true I don't know if you had a similar thing with this too, Sean, but this is a classic, like a blockbuster, like in stage yeah. buster movie gallery. You just poster see the, that yeah. you just see the poster. And it's just like, oh, there you go. Yeah. That's you why I literally your rental. I thought that this was a different movie, but <laughs> I definitely did see this yeah. poster all the time. I do want to ask one question. Um, it's this new original idea that I want to uh, work out for you guys. Um, uh, no podcast has ever done this before, but, um, I'm going to call it, I don't know, Apex Mountain. Um, is this the Apex Mountain for Lewis Black in 2006? No. Let me bring up. So he was on Black on Broadway in uh, 2004. Wow. Um, which was like kind of his like big, I'm Lewis Black. I'm like the the prescient political comedian. This is before Jon Stewart really rising to like Apex political power and also bill maher kind of on the other side of things um he is also in the year 2006 in accepted no way that's yeah this is what i was asking film. drew last night like was lewis black in movies like i feel i saw him in this i was like I... uh he was in the justin long masterpiece accepted okay so that's all that i have to say that was in the year 2006 he's, he's not bad in this like i i like watching him on screen yeah great voice yeah, he's okay in this. No, Apex he's Bound, far from the problem in this. Apex movie, Bound but. for Lewis Black is definitely Inside Out, where he plays anger. He mm -hmm. is as anger. Yeah, career-wise, though, you're right, Hunter. Yeah, like the, this yeah. is at the height, him at the height of his powers. Yeah, he, he was cooking. Um, he okay. was really ahead of the curve as far as being like a prescient, like a com a political comedian in the 2000s. I he was like ahead of the curve on just like criticizing the Iraq War. Yeah, there you go. Um makes sense why he was in this movie yeah yeah um okay this movie was nominated for one award there's only one award listed in imdb <laughs> it was nominated in 2007 for the political film society award nice. uh, <laughs> i always talk about the we always reference we do a, a ballot every year to try and pull like the pull it lost <laughs> to <laughs> sophie skull the final days what <laughs> Also that? lost <laughs> to a not real movie. No, it looks like a documentary about Nazi, like Hitler. Oh wait, no, that's not a documentary. Anyway. Oh, speaking of, well, I guess this is a good a good transition into the Cage Wars, right here. R real quick, box office. All right, so this movie premiered at number three at okay. the box office, twelve million dollars. What? Uh, when in two thousand six was this released? October thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth, two thousand six. Oh, okay. Sean. Let's try to mm -hmm. guess the number one movie of the weekend. It is a horror sequel. Is it uh, a Friday the 13th remake? No. Did that come out that day? Okay. That was my thought, too. Yeah, just because I feel like it's the ring to you're very close. The grudge to yes. grudge to. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The grudge to opens to $20 yep. million. Number two at the box office is an Academy Award winning film mm -hmm. in its mm -hmm. uh, second Crash? in its second it weekend. Crash? This is 2006. So no. Continue. 2006 by a master filmmaker. Zodiac. Academy no, no, Award film. Did it win Best Picture? Yes. Come on, Hunter. The Departed. Yeah. Oh. I was just I was doing the math in my head. There you go. Also hanging in here. Uh, open season. 
and its third weekend. Yeah, that, that is the only one on this list that I did see in theaters. <laughs> uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the Marine opens its run at number six. It's run. It's legendary run. <laughs> the Guardian. What is the Guardian? That is. Oh, Ashton that's Kutcher another. Yeah. As a Coast Guard person in its third weekend. Uh, Do you have a lot of thoughts on the Guardian? You wanna you wanna preach? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why is no one queuing me up? Thank you, Hunter. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Pop off on the Guardian. We'll give you a quick like forty five. No, because then this podcast (laughs) we have to end this. uh, Employee of the month. Yo, now employee (laughs) of the month. That is a movie that I have definitely seen more than ten times in my life, and is like a one star movie. It's like a uh-huh. real bad. It's one of those movies that and Good Luck Chuck are movies that like I've seen the most and like the least. Yeah, uh, something called One Night with the King, uh, Jackass Number Two, the best Jackass movie in its fourth weekend. Jackass Number Two with sixty eight million. Yeah, dude, Jackass wow. Two it was rules. Great. That is top tier that's 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 looking looking good great is that the one with the musical number yes that's the musical closer right yeah 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 and uh the illusion the illusionist cool any uh ed norton the illusionist heads out there uh, better the, than uh, the prestige the prestige <laughs> knockoff yeah, like boy oh boy all right sounds like a bleak week at the movies <laughs> No, man, we are all out there for and man rolling, of the year. I'm rolling it on my... <laughs> no, you know those weekends when you had like a grudge to man of the year double feature? Oh, <laughs> uh, brother. The Departed and Jackass are the only things that sounded remotely okay and everything else like and yeah. people, has just really that shown that it had not shown like stood the test of time at all. How many people like shot themselves in the head after seeing open season? <laughs> um, I... <laughs> almost wanted to and i was 11 so okay categories uh categories the first category is what what is the best robinism um so i have a couple nominees that i want to put out here uh the first one is i mentioned it earlier but it's the the like when the press is storming him as he's leaving the hotel or whatever it is, and they're asking him a billion questions, and it's just Robin riffing. It's the um, he says like, uh, "Italy just elected a porn star of their Senate," which is wonderful because that means no sex scandals, just great posters and incredible downloads. That's a good one. Um, he also says, "I had sex with a prostitute when I was twenty-one. I was so bad she gave me a refund." <laughs> that's that's a really good one. Um, I also like. I don't. I think it's like a during the debate yeah um, that's mine he has a line that says um <clears throat> oh now uh movie quotes just disappeared from okay uh remember those two jewish commandos who were sent to kill hitler at 12 30 they waited in an alley with guns bombs and knives only hitler didn't show up after a half an hour came and went still no hitler finally one jew turns to the other and says my god i hope nothing happened to him Okay, so I need to just chime in about that is that there was a um, documentary called, I think it was called The Last Laugh that I had seen coincidentally all at uh, also at Tribeca Film Festival. And it was about um, specifically about like um, Holocaust jokes with like Mel Brooks and Rob Reiner and like uh, Gilbert Godfrey told that joke to open the movie. Mm hmm. 
that's so, wait, that's, that's it's like not, a, I guess it's, it's just like a Robin joke. I don't yeah, think it's an original Robin joke. No, no, yeah, that's a classic. No, that's not. like an old standard. That gets like fifties yeah. type joke. It's yeah, a, yeah it's Robin. Not, it's no longer allowed to be a Robin. Yeah, then. Gilbert yeah. loves those. Uh, Robin does a lot of those, and I think easily the best of all time is uh, Norm at those. Norm yes. does. Yeah, it's Norm was the best at everything. He would. Yeah, he, Norm's delivery is just the best if you haven't seen the roast of bob saget it's just him telling 1950s jokes and like no one in the audience liking it and it's really cool my uh my robinism pick is that whole uh debate sequence because the whole time the whole beginning of this movie i'm wondering like what the fuck is happening why are we fast forwarding to him already being a candidate like where is my where why aren't we seeing Robin being a talk show host? It's so stupid. Dude. Like I was just, my brain was broken. And the whole time I'm like, okay, let's, let's see where this goes. And then we get this debate where he just goes off and I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's one of the only it scenes clicks. where I feel like I'm in a movie. Right. It's <laughs> like, it was all leading to the set piece with the debate. Um, And I felt like, okay, my, my worries were satiated for, for a while there. Um, and that he, you know, I could tell that for the most part, I know it's very written and and pulling from all these things, but for the most part, it is Robin doing his thing as a candidate. So that's my pick. But, um, for me, it's the press conference about his scandal, which he not, he, he says one line about the scandal and then all of his material following has nothing to do with it at all. It's not even related material. That's true, Robin. What about you, Sean? Best Robin. I'm gonna go with the poster. <laughs> and that's gonna that's be a, our winner. What's, what's the next category? That's a great one. That's <laughs> Not true. even the movie. Because the movie, like I watched this movie car. and I think like what? He's sitting in the car wearing that outfit. And he uh he talks sure, yeah. the Senate in that outfit. They That's like true, show him yeah. on C-SPAN uh, doing that. the bit, and he like does a couple jokes up there. It's a good poster. Yeah, yeah, yep. but yeah, yeah. Well, because I, I watch this movie, and I'm like, he could be better. You know, <laughs> sorry, that's, that's, that's harsh, but I think it's fair. What's okay. what, what is the best moment in the whole movie? Probably everything with Laura Linney, um, specifically like uh, look, I I her emotional breakthrough. Oh my god! I thought that was very earned. I don't um, hate Laura Linney in this movie. I yeah. do. The Billy think- Crystal uh, De Niro thing is my favorite moment. Okay, <laughs> no, that's a good that's a good one. Not uh, like a clip from not even the movie. The, the I'm most honest, freestanding I, moment in the movie. Yeah. I do have a thing. I meant to say it earlier about that specific moment is uh, whenever that scene was shown at that point, that comes in a real lull in the movie where I was just fucking bored. Me too. And to be honest, I would just start looking on my phone. Yeah, and me too. Heard De Niro's voice, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And then I had to rewind back like forty five seconds just so I could see that. Sequence. My my favorite moment um, is when uh Robin and Chris Walken are, are walking down the road together and Chris Walken inexplicably becomes ill. Um <laughs> out of so absolute that was that was the moment where because we were talking about like me and Ernest were talking about like had he done blow with Sorkin and decided to write this movie. Yeah. And this is the most like, yeah, let's throw in another fucking plot line. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's dying. Sure. We don't have enough going on. No, but I the that's like the shot and the chaser to that is him just smoking a cigarette in the house, like it's too late to quit now. 
my uh my favorite moment in this movie was when it ended and we put on the trailer for the fly yeah that afterwards was, that was good. okay right. um so what what's the next category <laughs> um what would you do what would you so who are we fellas yeah you are a very successful television host and you decide that you're running for president mm-hmm. what you doing I'm I'm definitely dipping. I don't want to be the president. Absolutely not. I would, no. The thing is that I would want to get nominated and be like, you guys are fucking idiots. I'm not going to be your president. But this more reflects as a negative thing on if, you. If I'm Linny. Yeah, that's, and I, that's and I the found, yeah. So I found the glitch. Um, and I the pressure is on me to to shut up about it. Dobbs is the president because of the glitch. I'm shutting the fuck up. This, you're getting paid off they literally I are know. going to pay her off well, also let's just let's just get crazy with you it. get let's, drugged though let's have this cr- insane guy who i like in the movie like let's let him be the fucking president and you know hush hush just a quick little note about the movie too is that the fact that it is a glitch that he just doesn't win there's no indication in the movie that there's people that really don't like him Mm-hmm. like it's just the crowds are going crazy for him everyone that's no, one of the biggest problems him. with the movie yeah, is that he, he needs no. to have haters. there's no discourse there's no haters in no this. no it's yeah. it's it it's plausible that he was to win and nobody is questioning it because everyone seems to like him yeah you know in I mean? reality yeah. like maybe 10 one out of every 10 people actually voted for this guy that's sure. like, like optimistic it would make way more sense if the it the you know, the company had taken advantage of the glitch to rig it in Kellogg's favor. And like, she has to get to Dobbs to tell him that he actually won. Well, that was originally what I thought the, the way that so the first scene that's Christopher Walken narrating it almost sets up that version of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, It almost sets like Dobbs Dobbs actually won the movie and Kellogg got rigged. That's also a more interesting movie than the movie that we get. But then it just becomes double B's, double L's, double L's. Well, that's why that that was so funny. That was the stupidest thing. That made no sense. No, it does not. I, I still can't wrap my head around it. No, because here's the thing: like, no one can wrap their head around. That's it's also so stupid. That's not how coding works. Coding doesn't just grab if you have double letters it's and suddenly it goes alphabetical. They do say the word mainframe in this. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my name to uh, Sean, but spelled with two N's, so that I automatically. No, win you have to say it with two A's because then you'll be, you'll be at number right. one. Yeah, you'll yeah. be first in yeah. line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's not a glitch it's just outright like it like their software is doing something that like you could learn how to code in intro to coding yeah. class That's not- <laughs> like put this in the yeah. order based on double letters so if i'm That's jeff glitch. if i'm jeff goldblum i uh get into a machine that mm-hmm. is going to teleport me but a little fly gets stuck inside the machine mm-hmm. and then i turn the machine on and i turn into a disgusting mm-hmm. like creature that has mixed my dna with the fly's dna nice okay. so that's what i would do so you would mm-hmm. do I'd, if i was I'd, jeff goldblum i would say uh pass oh yeah i would just pass on the script I would read the script. I'd say like, wait, so you want me to only be in like three scenes. This is the dialogue I'm getting. And then you're telling me that I'm going to be like covered in shadows. So you won't even be able to tell that it's me. In and this the movie. Wig. 
His, I'm just gonna no, pass. Yeah. I'm just gonna pass on the script. Is what I'm gonna do. That um, they should have they should have shelved the whole movie. That's how I feel. <laughs> That's and I, I will do. say you're Sarah Barry Levinson, and you just you write this script and yeah. you just click uh delete, and it says yeah. like, would you like to save? And you say no. Stop while you're ahead. Uh, they uh, I meant to mention this earlier on IMDb trivia. It mentioned that there was a German dub of this movie that was apparently just really, really, really bad, and there was complaints about just how poor quality it was <laughs> and they shelved the movie and then re-released it on dvd in spring of 2008 okay. we gotta watch the german dub we gotta watch the german dub what if what if like they thought that the dub was bad but it was just like the, the movie it's they're like yeah. they're like these can't be it's the lines. The <laughs> this must be a bad it's translation wait no we gotta be missing laura lenny scenes like there has to be some scenes that were just unable to be translated or something so, like that next uh category what do we got the day after the day i mean if christopher walken gives us like the fucking millennium after with his little monologue at the end he tells us everything that no he uh he gets invited to be a cast member no, on snl here's the thing the day after uh america goes in like full q anon <laughs> chaos insurrection if it, got, if it was actually like the government and society it just got acknowledged that the election was rigged like do you know how annoying remember how annoying it was when Trump and like one small vocal minority was saying that the election was rigged? If then that was just public knowledge. I know that well, would be true. It would destroy everything. It's, it's that would destroy America. <laughs> like that is the worst. Thing so the day after happen. is the end of the world. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the end of America. It's just, it's especially annoying because it wasn't even rigged. It was just wrong. Like it's not like someone was using it to their <laughs> advantage. In stupid. Any way. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, he goes on SNL. He's like, this this uh, is all a lie. Everyone's like, okay, we believe you. Yeah. Um, I like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Laura, nice. You know how you break news on a weekend update? Laura Linney becomes a producer on his show. That was so stupid. That is so funny. I didn't even pick that up. Yeah, it, that's <laughs> mentioned by Walken. He's like, yeah, she became oh. a producer on his show and then his lover. It's like, they, they could have just been lovers. That's fine. She, We don't know anything about her skill set. Um so i mean barry levinson definitely got like some secondhand crack from aaron sorkin while writing this it's nuts and yeah and he was trying to do the sorkin he thing of like, like taking 10 showers a day you know um so I, I don't even know where the movie ends because it ends after a walk-in monologue that like skips months and years yeah, you know what i mean ending, it's, so. oh no well so it ends with kellogg as president and everyone's like yay and it's great yeah. because maybe because Dobbs pushed him to be a better man. Right. That's fucking stupid and bad. That's also not how politicians. Um, so the day after all of that, um, send in the nukes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like Iraq <laughs> keeps happening. Like it's, I don't know. Uh, we, they like figure out drone named... technology, and they're like, we should probably like continuously bomb the middle. Yeah, East a right? little guy named John tricks. Kerry steps onto the scene. <laughs> Yeah, like fucking Obama. I don't know. Um, like, yeah. All right. Good Robin or bad Robin? I personally think that Robin is really good in this movie. I, think so I, too. I don't want to say great. It's not great, it's Robin, but I think this is really good, Robin. It's on the, given it's the, on the edge. It's on the edge. the material that he has in this, I think that he is really good. I think that he is doing what he needs to do. What do you think, yeah. Sean? He is good. I just think, like, it's hard for me to look at his performance and be like, wow, he was great because that's giving some merit to the movie. And I can't. I just can't <laughs> you do don't want to give any merit. No, to I can't. I can't. Yeah. So, I, I don't think <laughs> he's like terrible. Like, I, I, I don't think there's 
and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys have watched far more than me, but I don't think there's a Robin Williams performance that truly is terrible. I just think the movies oh. themselves can be really bad. But Brother, there's some terrible Robin performances. <laughs> there's some performances, Awakenings comes to mind, where it's like, this is... A lot of it is just like gross miscasting of Robin. Sure. It's okay, people not sense. understanding what Robin's got. Because when you ask Robin, he's not Denzel. Like sure. he's not somebody who's a chameleon and who's great at everything that he does. Yeah. And so you can just grossly miscast him in things. And mm-hmm. this is using Robin. I think that Robin is actually like, I think that he is borderline great in this movie up until the last act, whenever he suddenly is supposed to be a, conflicted character throughout the entire movie because you aren't getting that throughout the, the rest yeah. the first part of the movie. You get one shot of him looking pensive alone and then you get one line of him talking to Kellogg saying He's that, like, like you didn't underestimate Audience, me. as you remembered me sitting in the Oval Office chair uh, seven minutes ago, I had a lot of time to think since then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I took a phone call and didn't pay attention to where I was so, stupid, Therefore, stupid so movie. What good is this bad? I think, think- I think it's pretty good, Robin. Uh, I don't think that anyone else would have saved the movie, so. No. How many Robins out of 10? So this is intensity. This isn't quality, Sean. So what would yeah. you go with in terms of the intensity of the Robin? The, the mania, the so it's both intensity of Robin. So like how zany he is and also warmth, because that's another Robin thing is that like okay. he's kind of like he's your uncle who yeah. like you want to see. Hairy it's uncle. The, yeah, it's hairy the, uncle. It's sure, the, sure. Yeah, I, I'd say like a six. I feel like he's okay. been crazier. But um, I mean, his I. His monologue at the debate makes me want to go higher, but for this sake, I think that um, I don't know. It just isn't. I guess maybe because he is confounded to doing like stand up and not just being off the walls through the whole time. Like I think that it's just kind of uh, I don't know. His performance is not as crazy as it could be. Like he's he's playing a normal person. You know what I mean? He has warmth to him, but. He's playing just like a normal guy that's also kind of witty. He's so playing like a six. Yeah, he's playing a guy with uh, one type of comedy. You you wouldn't vote exactly. for Tom Dobbs. He wouldn't have your vote. You'd like the guy, but you wouldn't vote for him. I don't know if I would vote for him. I don't know what that. Here's the thing is, I don't know what Kellogg's and Mills are like because they don't what if, fucking what tell if you. Kellogg is like an incredible president. <laughs> yeah. and they don't tell you. Fucking everything. Up. That yeah, was another complaint I had was like had Kellogg's and Mills just be cast as like other actors who were like on the same caliber as Robin Williams, then maybe the movie would have been interesting. Maybe the You're movie right. would they're, have been like, both, you know, they're, both they're just kind they're of nothingness. Yeah. Right. That's a great, that's a great call. I, I don't know if I would vote for Dobbs. Like, we don't really learn that much about I, him. I know. Once what again, if, I would not vote for a politician who just complains about things. Because you know what uh, I can do right now is complain about how things are bad. That doesn't mean that I would be a good politician because I don't yeah. have solutions to things that I, are feasible. I put this a little bit lower. I'd probably give this a five on the Robin scale. I'll go. Um, I'll go. I was going to give it like a six point five. Yeah, I was going to say like seven just because he is. He's doing he's good. He's, he's doing Robin bits. He's yeah. doing a lot of Robin. It's mm-hmm. just like, like, you know, we've seen a 10 before. It's definitely not. Right. He's not very warm in this movie. Right. It's more classic Robin, where I feel like we've been moving away from zany Robin and into warm Robin. This kind of feels like a throwback to more zany yeah. Robin and not so much warm. I just think that the 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 movie, it the I knock my score down because the focus of the movie shifts away from him. Like yeah. it's it becomes more yeah. of a Laura Linney movie. And that hurts his standing in the story you know you want more from him and it's you don't really get it as the movie goes on so what's last category 
recaging couch. Where is Nicolas Cage in this movie? Could we? So this is going to involve a rewrite, but could we put Nick Cage in the Jeff Goldblum Absolutely. role? As, work. as the crony and just yes. like have him like I make much more sense. Cage, though personally like i want him like wearing leather gloves and personally trying to strangle laura lenny throughout this movie like him just trying to kill her <laughs> with his own hands that's where i want no, to that's Cage that's this. the pick i think he would be really really funny in the laura lenny role <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like i agree could you imagine Nick Cage's freak out while getting like we're like Nick Cage? So you got shot up with barbiturates, cocaine, yeah. meth, uh, heroin. He's like, yeah, but what about in the movie? With it, <laughs> and you just took the biggest whiff of like of you. Your toes are just sitting, and you want a and, coffee? <laughs> go ahead and go. No, yeah, Cage. Uh, yeah, I think you could also. I don't know, walk in like that role doesn't necessarily have to be old, but I think it's aided by being someone who's like more of like yeah. a more of like a lower energy force to rob it. I don't I don't want to lose Lewis Black, but yeah, I think you no, could, that's you fair. could slot Cage in um, there too. So but recasting in general. Wait, did you guys see the Wikipedia? No. Did you see the Wikipedia, Sean? Mm-hmm. Okay, this casted? is a good okay. one. This is a good one, guys. Okay. So Barry Levinson actually had a first pick before he. Oh, I did see this. I did. Oh, what? And it was Howard Stern. Oh my God. Howard fucking Stern was Barry Levinson's first choice. And it did not work (laughs) out. So thank, thank God for that. Um, Yeah. Due to scheduling conflicts, we somehow got the better film. Uh, in conflicts because they actually decided to bring uh i don't know an actor to play in the movie i, I think howard stern in this role would it would probably be one of the worst movies ever made <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it would be like the most dog shit that would be nuts <laughs> i can't even oh my god Jesus but somehow like more watchable maybe yeah definitely yeah parabola theory yeah it would it would it would come across as more of like a like a fucking tom green or like carrot top movie. right you know it'd be like a it would be an entire novelty as opposed mm-hmm. to just a bad movie yeah all right any other thoughts on man of the year robin Don't watch I, it <laughs> it's I pretty do bad think- because <laughs> we we i don't know we glossed over if anybody could, else could pay the robin part i think the problem with this is that i think given the script that we have without rewriting the script itself i think robin does as good of a job in this role as anybody else could yeah the problem is that this role is just a bad role and this movie is just a poor movie like we need to fix this movie from the ground up there's a lot of movies that we talk about where it's like oh you just tweak a thing here tweak a thing there and then it becomes great hey uh, this just needs to be split off into two movies mm -hmm. or or many or we delete the entire script and we bury this i think it would work as a miniseries if this was in the 90s billy crystal a thousand percent yes in the robin role yeah yeah because it it has to be someone who's good at monologuing yeah like first and foremost He'd be perfect. I like that. Okay. Um, before we end the podcast, uh, I did go to the Guardians press screening. So I did want to give some quick thoughts on the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh, boy. You excited yeah. for this, Sean? I am. I'm seeing it on Thursday. Okay. Yeah. So I just saw this movie. I'm not going to give away any plot details, but I wanted to take this, this opportunity here before we close out to to give my uh, contractually obligated thoughts on James, James Gunn's dark masterpiece. Okay. 
Um, I think that Marvel's in a in a tough spot right now um, because they are on what seems to be a downturn and they need this movie to be good. I don't know if this is exactly the kind of movie that's going to save Marvel from the current state that they're in. But I do think that it is a, a fun movie. I, I like this movie. I really like this movie. I don't think it's going to like, you know, fix the problems that they currently have. I'm honestly kind of shocked that they let James Gunn make this movie. This is a this is a nasty. Well, this is a nasty movie. That's I was going to say this movie obviously can't fix the MCU's problem because James Gunn is fucking Out. gone after yeah. this movie. So even if this movie was a masterpiece, uh he ain't fixing their problems because he won't be around it. I um I famously predicted that James Gunn would be rehired to make this movie when he was fired. Uh we did a podcast when when they announced that he had been let go because of his old tweets and I was, and I predicted that he would be back. He came back and I think that the reason why they let him get so weird with this movie is as a kind of I'm sorry of the trouble there. <laughs> sorry for you saying F slurs in your old tweets, and, James. And he gets really fucking weird with this movie. This is this is kind of a gruesome and violent movie. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, it is gruesome. Oh, gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh a lot of this movie is just kind of rocket raccoons backstory and that's not selling me on anything it shows it <laughs> in a lot of detail and there is a lot of heart to it there's a lot of emotion to it but it you can you can tell a lot about what this movie's going from from the way it starts where volume two starts with a musical number set to yellows um Oh my God! Why am I, Mister Blue Sky? Mr. Blue Sky. This starts with an acoustic Radiohead creep. Okay, so that's <clears throat> that's as like far on the opposite end as you could get. You know, where you have Baby Groot dancing to Mister Blue Sky, and then you have Adult Groot cutting, no, I, cutting himself, cutting his rocket, limbs. It's Rocket does, Raccoon. Does Rocket Raccoon talk about how actually throughout his life, Leonard Bernstein was really more of a yes. father figure to him? Oh my God. He does. His father yes. figure himself? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, as long as we have that, now you sold me back in. I, I think there's a lot to love in this movie. I think that if you want something that's made by an actual filmmaker and not Peyton Reed go to jail for fucking <laughs> filming everything in front of the volume, uh, I'm sure he tried his best, but you you never know what goes on with these things. James Gunn, like he made an actual movie here and it has its, its issues, you know, it has its clunk, but he cares a lot about these characters and he wants to, you know, kind of give them their, their due and, and give them their, their conclusion as much as he can. It's more of a goodbye for him than it is for the guardians. Um, I have my quibbles. I, I don't want to get into specifics, but it, it's a weird movie and more than anything, it just kind of like, it kind of pushed me back a little bit of like, holy shit. I did not expect Marvel would let a movie like this get made. It's, it's more similar to what James Gunn did with the suicide squad, which is it's, it's a, it's a, that's a gross, nasty movie. Um, a movie that doesn't really work, but I think where it does work is only because of James Gunn. Yeah. I, um, I did predict, this movie to be the top grossing movie of the summer 
and I'm very worried about that prediction. Oh, people, I, people okay. really, people like Guardians more than uh, I, I think, know they I think do. Yeah, I know they do. But this movie is fucking weird, man. I'm telling you, I think a lot of people are going to have a hard time with how far this this movie pushes the PG-13 a little far. Like, okay. you don't do not take little ones okay. to this movie. This it, it I I'm at a full grown, like 29 year old man, and I had a hard time looking at some of the shit in this movie. I don't I don't like animals in peril, man. Oh, oh yeah. If there's animals in peril, that's like it's, a weak point for you. It's, it's fucking tough, man. A lot of animals in peril. It's great. intense. So I, be aware. Well, thank you for that warning, Ernest. I'm I'm still I'm excited for this movie. I guess that's the word for it. I don't know. It's my Every year there's because of having an early May birthday movie, I always have like an early summer movie released on my birthday weekend or on my birthday week. And this is the birthday movie this year. So, like, I'm going to go see this because I have to see it because it's coming out on my fucking birthday. Um, And I like James Gunn. I have some problems with Suicide Squad. To be honest, Suicide Squad didn't really work for me all the way. But um, the things about that did work is just kind of James Gunn is good at putting a camera in people's faces yeah. and letting them do stuff. He, he's like a it's, good director. He just like, yeah, we're yeah. just going to make this like a Harley Quinn movie for like half the movie, just because we have the abilities of yeah. Marco Robbie right here. Like and just some good stuff. Just there. shift your expectations. Know that this is something a lot darker um, than the two previous guardians movies. It, it's, it's not as like wacky fun as those two movies. It is going for something a little bit more kind of heavy. Um, but I, I, I do think it's good. I think there's a lot to like in there. And um, Bradley Cooper is Rocket Raccoon. He's neat. Fucking great. Fucking cool. knocks it out. Maestro himself. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think that's it. I think we did it. I think we elected Dobbs. Uh, any final thoughts on anything? Sean, any plugs you want to give? Any seltzer sure. recommendations? Yeah, sure. Uh, stream SeltzerCast. Uh, list, you know, it's everywhere. Every podcast app, just like uh, how Man of the Year is streaming absolutely everywhere. Uh, <laughs> you can find SeltzerCast anywhere. Um, yeah, right now we're doing the Pure Madness bracket, um, which Wabam has been on previously. And so um, that is just like a ranking of trying to determine what's the best flavor of plain seltzer. Uh, taking me by surprise so yeah it's a it's a sparkling water seltzer based podcast please tune in if you want to uh if you like you know Lacroix or liquid death or any of that can i real quick because i did not get a chance to be on the episode the yes. week of the bike episode for that uh my favorite pure seltzer is polar pure polar was knocked out very quickly i know, I know and i hard disagree with that because i think that just in general polar is always usually my go-to because it's like one of the spicier water of seltzers i like how harsh the the bubbles are i like uh-huh. to have something it's gonna it's gonna hit me it's the same reason why i like drink like kombucha it's because like i want a little bit of like oh like knock me back like whenever you have like a mcdonald's coke or something like that that's what that's the the energy that I want to get. Sure, sure, sure. We uh we love the seltzer cast, man. It's so fun. There's Thank a you. couple episodes that uh listeners can check out that we've been on. Um, maybe what like three or four, I think. I don't know what the yeah. exact count is, but uh it's 
been a been a while in the making of, of finally having you on so thank you so much for finally of course i'm very happy on. to be here i wish it was under a better movie but I was gonna it, say, it gave us a lot to talk about so next time you come on we can talk about something that's like good <laughs> like something Maybe. that's enjoyable we'll see we'll and see. thank you all for tuning in for listening and watching please be sure to rate review subscribe like and comment and let us know your thoughts on man of the year the film and uh, visit webottomike.net to get every episode delivered in your inbox. Sign up for the Discord. Thank you, beautiful donors, for donating. Stay tuned for the end of Robin. Only three left. Uh, next week, we're talking Happy Feet. Nice. Happy Feet. Nice. Should we sneak in Happy Feet 2 in there? Well, I'm going to watch both. Okay. So we can do both. Yeah. The George sure. Miller classics. Yeah. Um, and then what else? Uh, Fast Axe. Well, fast X action. Okay. Succession. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? I want to watch Jerry Duty. Yes, Jerry Duty. Yep, Jerry Duty. Excited for that. The freebie original. Have you heard about this, Sean? I have. I heard it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see you next time. Thank you again, Sean. All right. I'll Here see you. Go. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.